Why are you here? Are we gonna live life in fear or are we gonna stand up and make sure we're heard? Are we gonna hide or live life by our word? With integrity we can be all that we can see in our mind's eye until we're finally free. We can become whatever we choose once we know the choice lies within me and you. Hello, my fellow pleasure monkeys. Back in 2018, at the beginning of October, I launched a comprehensive explanation about my project, Unapologetically Human. I had been working on this day in and day out. I was taking some time off work at the time, so I spent a lot of time working on this and I released it and then I sort of just didn't do anything on on the podcast side of things afterward. I had made like a whole bunch of graphics with quotes on them and was doing a lot of writing, sharing my story on Instagram and Facebook. But as far as the podcast went, I uh, just kind of didn't really do anything with it. But the explanation that I launched of what the project's all about stands, and I would like to share that again now for you so that you can get an in-depth look at who I am, what this project is about, the things that I care about, and why so many topics, and how can I possibly speak to all these topics. So hopefully you enjoy. And here we go. I'm launching it today and I'm putting it out into the world and I am very excited about it and I hope that you find it interesting. hope it gets you excited about the possibilities that we can create together. And uh, this is a really good uh, introduction to me, who I am and what this project is about and why I'm doing it. So without further ado, Unapologetically Human is about me sharing what it means to be human through my eyes. And it's about 15 topics broken down into five like subgroups of topics with three topics in each. So it's mental health, addiction, and relationships, education, politics, and social issues, personal growth, success, and entrepreneurship, science, technology, and psychedelics, art, philosophy, and wisdom. This project is big, and it's all me right now. So I need your help to take this dream to the next level. You have the opportunity to get in on the ground level here to become part of something much larger than you or I, something of epic proportions. Together, we're creating the story for the future of humanity, and I'm working my butt off to sound the alarm and create the art. Make no mistake, we've always been and continue to be at war with each other 
because of the forces that play within each of us that we still don't understand very well. That's the human condition in a nutshell. By joining me on this journey, you'll be my right-hand man or woman in the timeless war of good versus evil. I need you in order to make this a reality. The story of what's happening in the real world is way better than anything people are watching on Netflix, and I'm going to show you why. We've got a lot of problems to fix, and I will be forever grateful if you choose to accept your mission and join me on this quest. So, who am I? My name is Dan Boyvin. I consider myself to just be a regular dude, and I'm the creator of Unapologetically Human, a project that's been a decade in the making and, in a lot of ways, a lifetime. It's a direct extension of who I am, and I'm putting everything I got into it with the best intentions for what you will get out of it. You may notice that I refer to myself a lot here. I've done this. I believe that which is because I want to share who I am and why I'm doing this. And in order to do that, I need to shamelessly sell myself and my work so that I can create the impact that I'd like to make in my own and other people's lives and in the world. Also, because I'm a huge narcissist. But don't worry, I'm always consciously working to be humble, like Kendrick Lamar says. And I keep my ego in check pretty well and I plan to throw myself under the bus constantly while I'm telling you my story so that we can talk about the things that most of us are too afraid to admit and of course just for your entertainment. I have a lot of goals and a lot of plans for this project so I've come up with four big promises that I'm making to you. Number one, I will unabashedly share my story and my inner world with you. I believe that each and every one of us has a story to be told that has the power to benefit many people if we develop the narrative and the courage to do so. I've spent the last 10 years figuring out how to do that for myself, and I'm as ready as I'll ever be to finally share it. I'll share my story and myself with you as genuinely as possible because I believe that when we learn to share honestly with each other, it becomes much easier to work together to pick each other up and build bridges that help us to transcend our differences and see how similar we actually are. Number two, I will provide value to you in everything I create. A couple of my main goals are to help you have fun while learning about all sorts of cool stuff and to help you reconnect with yourself, with the authenticity and vulnerability of your inner child, on a deeper level with the people in your life and new ones through the community we're building together, with nature and with the universe or a, high po a higher power. Basically, whatever the fuck it is that's making everything exist. I create with the intent to help you feel connected to it all again because we need connection. And I know that like me, many of you know all too well how deeply it hurts to be missing that connection. Much of my life has been spent not believing in myself and living with a lot of fears and insecurities holding me back from doing the things that I want to do most, but I've recently done a ton of work on myself to heal the underlying reasons for this. And to my surprise and delight, it's actually working. So that's nice. And I've tapped back into this connection with my true self, and with others, with my purpose, 
and with what I can only explain as the life force of the universe. I don't know exactly what that is, but I believe that most of us know it when we feel it. We just don't really know how to explain it. But being tapped into these doesn't mean that I don't still feel alone sometimes. The world that we've created can be a very lonely place. But as I continue to work on my connection and relationship with myself, I'm becoming more at ease with the way things are and with my ability to create new possibilities for understanding myself and my life. And I want that kind of connection and understanding for you too. So I'll entertain you through the process of developing it because these are skills. We can all attain this. Promise number three is that I will do my best to help you navigate the challenges of our world. I believe that most of us are basically the same. We're obviously very unique in a variety of ways because of our genetics and personal experience, but our core needs and how we get screwed up when they're not met and the things that we struggle with are pretty similar. There are some really smart people out there with great advice about how to prevent ourselves other people, and the world for messing us up and how to repair the damage that's already been done. And I believe that many of you would be happy to know about that stuff. I want nothing less than for you to see a clear path from where you are to where you want to go in all areas of your life and how to actually get there. I'm working on this for myself and I love to share what I'm learning because I'm a huge nerd and I think that the internet is the coolest thing that we've ever invented. So I want to use this information superhighway to expose you to the most interesting and important information that I come across that I believe has the power to help us transform our beliefs, to think differently about ourselves, others, and the world. I promise to always try to make sure that the challenges that come along with this also come attached with something to make you laugh, smile, and to feel everything that it means to be human except for alone. I'll do my best to understand you and encourage the motherfucking shit out of you in my attempts to shed light on knowledge that can help you better understand your life and the world in some way. I'll do everything I can to spark your curiosity, wonder, and awe at how truly amazing life actually is and to see that you have a place in making it even better for yourself and for others. And promise number four, I will believe in you, especially when you don't believe in yourself. I wouldn't be where I am today if it weren't for other people showing me the way. That goes for teachings from some of history's greatest figures and for the amazing people that I've crossed paths with in our digital and analog worlds. We need each other in order to level up. I've learned that pretty much everyone who's created anything of real value in our world has stood on the shoulders of giants who've paved the way before them. So I'm working to do the same so that the horizon that I can see is much further than someone still standing on the ground in many ways. I'll always do my best to show you what I can see because our future could be really beautiful, but it also could potentially be terrifying. After walking my path less traveled for quite some time now, 
I feel a deep sense of duty to help anyone who's seeking guidance because they're not as far along on their own path. If you share a love of learning like I do, then you're going to appreciate this journey as much as me. I really believe in the human spirit, in our creativity, imagination, and our ability to solve problems no matter how big they might seem. And I have an unbreakable hope and belief that we can build a much more beautiful world. And we have to take clear actions together to create it. And that means that you need to be a part of it. So what's at stake? Each and every one of us has the ability to examine nearly every part of ourselves and our lives. Our thoughts, beliefs, self-talk, behaviors, habits, relationships, career, purpose, mission, all of it. And we can upgrade it all if we choose to. And we need to help each other to do this now more than ever. Because in the past, if you didn't do this, that was fine. Because we didn't have anyone competing with us. The masses of regular people have always been controlled by those in power. But at least our minds were an impenetrable fortress that no one could actually get into to know us better than we know ourselves. But technology, big data, and artificial intelligence are rapidly changing that, and governments and corporations are chomping at the bits to have more precisely targeted control over our behavior. And it's actually quite alarming how fast that control is developing. I would much prefer that we as individuals be the only masters of our own minds. And I need you to join me if you want that too, so that together we can figure out how to protect each other from the types of powerful manipulation that are already here and they're set to increase exponentially. And right now, no one's really sure what to do about this. So all of my work centers around the belief that Somewhere deep down inside each of us, we know that we're all brothers and sisters as part of the human species and that we're connected to all life on the planet and to the cosmos. After all, every living thing literally grows out of the earth and can't survive without air, water, food, and the fire from the sun's energy. We are truly made out of the four essential elements. And how any of this is even possible is an enchanting mystery to me, but I believe that we're seriously screwing up our ability to continue to experience the level of peace that we take for granted in our world for much longer. But we can change anything that we choose to by challenging and replacing the stories that underlie the beliefs that have led us to this dark place. What's in it for you? Education and awareness of all aspects of ourselves are the best tools we have to help us navigate our world and build the life that we want to live. But these take dedication, practice, and time that many of us don't have. Either that or, let's be honest, sometimes we're just too fucking lazy, we don't really know where to start, or we're unwilling to actually do what we need to do to get from where we are to where we want to be. So in working together to master our own minds, I want to help lessen the time it takes you to level up in all areas of your life that could use some TLC by doing most of the heavy lifting through my research and reporting my findings back to you. 
I'm a thinker and an artist with a very restless mind. So I've given everything that I've got into healing the relationship with each unique part of myself with a particular interest in what some call our shadow side to reintegrate myself back into being and feeling like a whole person. There's still work to be done, but I've come a long way and I've done this so that I'm fit to serve you and to devote my whole self to helping you do the same. Imagine never having to fear rejection or truly being yourself ever again and living a life filled with more peace, joy, passion, love, and fun. I will do everything in my power to help you get there. To me, being human means to be quite the complex character, but to live well is actually founded on simple core principles to follow so that we can function at the top of our game. So for now, I'll give you a sense of the direction that we're headed in and a relatively, relatively quick explanation of my experience within each area that my work is about, how they relate to each other, and why I believe it's so important that we see the bigger picture illustrated here. So mental health, addiction, and relationships. I come from a dysfunctional family with a history of poor communication skills, mental illness, and addiction. Relationships are fucking hard because most of us weren't taught how to understand ourselves, how to cope with the craziness that can go on inside our heads, or how to really listen to people to actually understand each other. And lacking this kind of knowledge, we're naturally more prone to being reactionary and listening to each other only enough to respond. And you know what I mean, like forming a response in your head while the other person is still talking. We all do that shit, and it tends to be a factor that leads to a lot of unnecessary conflict. Coping with stress can be a hell of a task when we didn't learn how to cope with it in healthy ways, or when we know what we should do, but we simply choose not to, and then we make up excuses for why we do the things that negatively impact our lives. And that doesn't mean that there aren't perfectly reasonable excuses for the decisions that we make, but they're still our decisions and they're still excuses. Other people in the world do not make us do things. And I could give a masterclass on placing blame everywhere else in my life except for on my own shoulders where it belongs. When we start to take responsibility in our lives, our lives begin to transform. I've struggled with depression, anxiety, self-worth, and addiction for pretty much my entire life. So I've been forced to really face myself head on and be brutally honest about my own hand in all of these issues so that I could understand and overcome them. So this is an ongoing process that I'm still engaged in because we typically take many years of negative thoughts and bad behavior to dig ourselves into the holes that we find ourselves in. And it takes a lot more effort to climb back out. This is because negative thinking and bad behaviors are the easy things to do. They literally take no effort at all. 
We can be lazy as fuck and unconsciously repeat them our whole lives. While positive thoughts and behaviors, on the other hand, take sustained conscious effort and choosing to delay gratification in the moment for better results and better outcomes in the future. And that's extremely hard for most of us to do. So I'm committed to fully understanding how to do it so that I can improve my own life and pass that knowledge on to you. I've been doing a lot of work over the years to understand how my past has affected me, how it plays out in the present in both positive and negative ways, and how to take it out of my future and keep it firmly in the past where it belongs. There's a lot of stuff to unpack with these statements, and I believe that I have a responsibility to share my story to help others. So I've been challenging and soothing the terror inside of me in order to step into the highest version of myself to be able to do this. Education, politics, and social issues. We humans are complex and messy creatures. So unsurprisingly, we've created complex and messy social systems that reflect the struggle of opposing forces within us. We love and we hate. We can be greedy, jealous, and resentful, and we can be generous, trusting, and empathetic. One minute, we could be feeling calm and content, and then suddenly a fierce rage is boiling inside of us. Now, most of us don't flip-flop from one end of the spectrum to the other so quickly, but we've all experienced these various aspects of our nature. Every one of us has the potential to be good and to be evil. And the states that we experience are constantly ebbing and flowing with what's going on around us. Sometimes we have so much going on inside us and so few outlets to release our pent-up energy that given the right circumstances, it explodes out of us in a fireworks display of emotion. And this can be fine. This can be sweet, like shouting out to the world how in love you are with someone. But it can also be dangerous such as when violence erupts, unexpectedly. And we have a very long history punctuated with regular occurrences of killing each other en masse. So I think we should probably figure out how to stop doing that. Otherwise, we may be approaching the end of the human story because we've become much too powerful to continue acting like this. On one hand... It seems kind of weird that we didn't learn more about our emotions and how to understand and control them at any point when we were in school. But on the other hand, it's not really odd at all the more you learn about our educational system. Because our schools were designed to serve the needs of the Industrial Revolution, to create obedient factory workers and people who conform to social norms that are easy to govern. But... We're living in very interesting times right now because the foundations of our beliefs in nearly everything, including all of our institutions, are being called into question and challenged because of the state of the world. And the world is better than it's ever been in many ways, but the industrial complexes and corruption that lie at the heart of government, corporations, military, the media, and finance 
are so mindlessly entangled with one another in their drive for profit that they're prepared to tank the biological support systems that all life on earth depends on because it's good for the economy. We know their policies aren't working and that we need to change them at their core, but none of these giants are going to go down without a bloody fight because they have deeply vested interests to not change. And if we look to history for how this power struggle might play out, it makes me shudder at the possibilities. Because in the 20th century alone, governments around the world were responsible for the murder of more than 150 million of their own citizens, between 150 to 200 million people. And that wasn't very long ago. So we should keep that in mind because it seems like we tend to get this cultural amnesia after a couple generations without this kind of thing happening. And then everyone just believes that we've evolved beyond it and we're in the clear from anything like this ever happening again. But there are a lot of indications pointing to the fact that we have not evolved beyond it and we are not in the clear. Now, I dropped out of college in 2009, in part because the global financial collapse completely shook my world. I became obsessed with researching how we let this happen, and I found that the mystery and drama of the real world is infinitely more interesting than anything I've ever studied in school. The other reason I left the traditional path was that I felt like I was being brainwashed by the idea that the best and essentially only path for success was to go work for corporations to help them sell their largely unnecessary and unhealthy products and services by manipulating people's desires and making them feel bad about themselves. As if more shiny objects are going to fill the gaping hole in our hearts due to how disconnected we are from ourselves and each other. But poor education about ourselves and how the world works are at the heart of all of the issues that we've created. So better education is urgently needed in order to solve these issues. And luckily for us, there are lots of amazing people out there working on it. And that's what I'm trying to do as well. I was a political activist for most of my 20s, which to be honest, most of that was armchair activism, sitting behind a computer screen, signing petitions and sharing articles. But a few years ago, I did actually volunteer for a nonprofit organization where I received a whole bunch of community organizing trainings while I helped organize a year-long election campaign as a team leader. So I had the opportunity to meet some really great people fighting to make changes in our world. I got to speak on stage with David Suzuki at an event but it is still such a steep uphill battle that we have right now. And I believe that the problems in our political system and the way that we do business are way too entrenched and broken to make any changes by trying to fight them. Buckminster Fuller, this guy that was a modern Renaissance man, he had a good point on this saying that you never change things by fighting the existing reality. To change something, you build a new model that makes the old model obsolete. And we need to do everything in our power to make that happen. I believe that we have the imagination and problem-solving abilities 
to fix things. But we're likely the last generation with the potential to do so before shit really hits the fan. In order to do this, I believe we need to start with ourselves and build a new model for what it means to be human and then we can change everything from the ground up. Personal growth, success, and entrepreneurship. My family's history struggling with mental health and addiction led me to be interested in psychology from a very young age. I was always wondering why we think and act the way we do and how this has shaped our world. Looking back, I'm very grateful that I somehow had the instinct that if I was going to break my family's chain of causing trauma for ourselves and others, then I'd better learn a few things about myself and about the human condition. So I've done that to the best of my ability up to this point. It's been a tough journey though. My starting point in the game of life filled me with a lot of fears, insecurities, bad habits, poor coping mechanisms, and unconscious behaviors that have whipped my ass on a roller coaster of accomplishments and breakdowns for the past 30 years. And I've been through hundreds of hours of personal and group therapy. I've spent many thousands of hours consuming information on self-help and personal growth, which then followed pretty easily into learning about success and entrepreneurship. I have a failed business partnership under my belt, so... I know that that's part of the process of learning and figuring out how to regroup and do things differently and better next time. And I'm determined to understand myself and how to deal with life challenges in the most productive ways because I believe that we can all thrive and not just survive. So I'm taking action every day to learn as much as I can about how to be uncompromising in creating both who I am and my life on my terms. And to be able to share this information that I'm learning with you is a dream come true for me because I fucking love learning and I care about you and the things that you're going through too. Something that I find particularly interesting about self-help, personal growth, success, and entrepreneurship is that they're all goal-oriented. They're all about defining where you're at and why where you want to go, and how you're going to take clear actions to get there. As far as I can tell from my own experience, we need as many of us as possible to be engaging in this process to examine our own psychology because what's going on inside our brains is responsible for everything that's going on in our world. Entrepreneurship, or at least developing an entrepreneurial mindset, I think is the perfect tool to force us to do this work because it's a proven structure or it's many proven structures kind of under the same umbrella to help make us more aware of how we stand in the way of our own success and how to overcome the curveballs that life throws at us. I find business to be extremely interesting. Depending on our place in one, we can feel like master or slave. And the business as usual ways of operating our global economy is one of the largest driving forces of our problems. However, business can be and needs to be one of the largest driving forces of our solutions to those problems as well. But that will only happen if we do the necessary work to make it happen. 
And that means we've all got to get out of the stands and onto the court in the game of life because too many of us have just been bench warming for most of our lives. I think corporations and the people that lead them generally are not evil. I mean, some of them are definitely psychopaths, but most of us are just individually and collectively operating on old belief systems about the fundamental characteristics of human nature and the world that are no longer serving us. I believe our understanding of human nature and how we can run the world differently to build a sustainable future are evolving for the better and that we can't help that evolution on fast enough. Science, technology, and psychedelics. Psychedelics, psychedelics. Science is dope. It's by far the best method we've come up with to explore this awe-inspiring and strange environment that we somehow find ourselves in. It's certainly not perfect, but we owe so much of the benefits that we take for granted in the modern world to those working in the STEM fields, which is science, technology, engineering, and math. However, those fields don't get the funding that they deserve and the people working in them don't get respected or laid as much as they should for making all of our lives so much better. The development of science has an inspiring and disturbing history filled with courageous people who were stubborn as fuck because they stood up and refused to obey those in power at the time, with many being tortured and murdered for their relentless defense of the truth. And every single one of us owes an enormous debt of gratitude to these badasses. Now, the world has changed a lot in the past few decades. The internet is a miracle. The future that we're waiting for is already here. And shit is going to continue to get more and more weird as time moves forward. And a lot of us don't deal well with change. People across the board are confused and afraid in a world that they don't understand because our education systems didn't remotely prepare us for this shit. Our institutions are all corrupt at their core. Everything is moving and changing so fast and no one seems to know how to solve the problems we've been struggling with for thousands of years, let alone the ones that we're creating very quickly. This is just a side note, pro tip. I think that instead of continually electing people like lawyers and businessmen who manipulate our fears to trigger predictable behaviors from us while they go back and forth through the revolving door between government and industry to prop up their own profits and corporate agendas, we might climb out of the hole that we've dug ourselves into if we listened a bit more to the research and the evidence from smart people in the STEM fields. But what do they know, right? The world is exploding with innovations that are poised to radically transform human society in the next 10 to 15 years. They could provide us with profound benefits, but we don't have the necessary awareness and demand from the public or the political will from governments and corporations to implement them. Most people seem to be fine with staying on the track we're on towards these innovations being used for more sinister purposes. But 
If we're gonna figure out how to transition to the widespread use of these technologies as smoothly as possible, then we need more engaged citizens and a more robust system of democratic participation. This is a puzzle that will not be easy to solve because the technologies we already have right now are set to disrupt basically every industry. And these industries have a long history of being shady as fuck to say the least in order to protect their monopoly money. Advancements in things like anti-aging treatments, the blockchain, gene editing technologies like CRISPR, and robotics and artificial intelligence alone are going to transform everything from farming and agriculture, financial services and energy production, to healthcare, manufacturing, and communications. Like everything. So let's talk about artificial intelligence for a moment because AI is some next level shit in this equation. Because with artificial intelligence, we are creating a new species. If we can do this, which it looks like we're going to, we're creating humanity's successors that will be far smarter than all of us combined. And if we look to our own evolution, that hasn't worked out very well for basically everything that is less smart than us. I mean, cats, dogs, and pigeons are doing pretty good, but they're the outliers. We murdered every other human-like ape species, unless, of course, the Bigfoot myths are true and there's still some Sasquatches living deep in the jungle somewhere. So we might actually end up considering ourselves lucky if AI decides to make pets of us, because... Many experts believe that AI may be an existential danger to our species. And it's not because they think it's going to go all Terminator on us. It's because it could accidentally wipe us out because of a small programming error. Let's say that AI is only as smart as the dumbest person you know, which is highly unlikely. It still would apparently be able to do about 20,000 years of human-level intellectual work every week with virtually flawless access to all of recorded history. So for those of you that don't like to do math, that's about 86,000 years per month and over a million years of human-level intellectual work every year. And we think we overthink things. Like, that is crazy. With that level of intelligence, AI will be able to reprogram itself in ways that our tiny little brains can't even comprehend. So we're very likely only going to get one chance to make sure that it has values and goals that are aligned with our own. If we can do that, then it should be able to make better decisions than us to help us finally put an end to war, poverty, and disease create unlimited energy, and finally understand the G-spot. So this all sounds great, but based on our collective actions, we don't seem to really have a clue what our values and goals even are, and very few people are talking about it. There are no positive outcomes in this situation. Like, positive outcomes mean a lot of hard work and dedication and a much larger conversation about why we can't seem to grow up. Because 
our technological powers are accelerating much faster than our ability to deal with them like adults. If we stay on the path we're on, we may end up in a dystopian future where we're all more easily controlled than we are now. And some of the groundwork for this has already been laid with the systems that have been put in place to capture our attention online and persuade us to click ads. This same architecture is increasingly creeping its way into shaping our politics. So this isn't something to shrug off. Socially and culturally, we're basically monkeys with nukes that are still very afraid of each other. So this is where psychedelics come in because they have the potential to help us to heal and upgrade our minds. There's a research renaissance going on into the science behind psychedelics. They're fascinating to learn about and their potential medical applications are showing very promising results for helping people to heal from difficult problems such as untreatable PTSD, depression, anxiety, and addiction. They're also helping people with deadly illnesses come to terms with their fears and their fate at the end of their lives. Many people who've taken part in the studies being conducted are reporting that their experiences while on these various psychedelic medicines are amongst the most profound, rewarding, and spiritual experiences of their lives. So that's hitting people's top one to three experiences they've ever had in their life, including things like giving birth, getting married, or having near-death experiences that made them truly grateful for their life. That's mind-blowing. If you've experienced psychedelics yourself, then you likely know how powerful these compounds are. They can alter our perception of reality dissolve our opinions, belief structures, ways of thinking and behaving, our egos, our identities, and our life stories about who we are and everything that happened to us. If you haven't experienced psychedelics, don't worry, all of these things come back, but for a limited time, the barriers we normally have up can be lowered or removed so that we can open up to reconnect with ourselves with others, with nature and the universe and a higher power, whatever that might be for you. But psychedelics are not a cure-all. They can be dangerous and they do have the potential for abuse if used recklessly. So they need to be respected and used with caution and purposeful intention. That doesn't necessarily exclude recreational or personal exploration, but we definitely do not need a repeat of the 1960s. So even though psychedelics remain under very strict legal controls right now, I think that we've got to see them as the powerful tools that they are because they have unmatched healing potential for the worst psychiatric disorders that we have no other treatments for. And they may be of use in helping to heal many traumatic aspects of our society. And I know that's a big claim. I'm not suggesting that psychedelics are a panacea, but there's a lot of evidence to support it. And I truly believe that psychedelics can help us profoundly on the level of the individual when it comes to mental, physical, and spiritual health, as well as having the capacity to help heal some of the most disturbing ways that we're behaving collectively. 
With our technology poised to radically change the world and the associated dangers that are tagging along with it, we really need to think outside the box more than ever before on how we're going to deal with the challenges that we face. Art, philosophy, and wisdom. When I was in college studying art and design fundamentals and graphic design, I learned about the history of art, which is also a great way to learn about the history of the human species because art is a reflection of what's happening socially and culturally at any point in time. From the cave paintings made by hunter-gatherers to Marcel Duchamp's fountain, which was an upside-down urinal that caused quite the stir in the art world for the past hundred years, art can be pretty much anything. But the common denominator with all art is that it's all about stories. Think about it. Speaking, music, painting, sculptures, writing, photography, film... You name it, and there's a story attached to it. And even business can be drawn into this frame. They're based on their founder's stories and their mission, and they utilize all forms of art to tell those stories. And man, do we love stories, because they're hardwired into us. Art and story are inseparable parts of what it means to be human. And the better the story is, the more we like the art. For better or worse, They even have the ability to alter and control our physiology by triggering the release of feel-good chemicals in our brains such as dopamine, serotonin, and oxytocin, or stress hormones like adrenaline and cortisol. Think of how Psy's Gangnam Style, which was the first video to hit a billion views on YouTube, affects people versus mainstream media propaganda about how terrible the world is. One makes people feel pretty good, and the other, not so much. Art and story are the vehicles we use to explain our past and present. They can be used to inspire and encourage us to take bold action in the world or to control our thoughts, feelings, and behavior and make us shrink through manipulating our lowest desires and our fears. Art and story are age-old tools we have in our utility belt that allow us to imagine and create our future. But... What kind of future will that be? This is a question that I'm obsessed with. Partially because I struggle a bit with bipolar disorder, which I don't medicate for several reasons. So I tend to be a pretty anxious person who worries about everything. But I'm also obsessed with this question because we get to choose what the future will be for us as individuals and for human society. And I can't think of anything more interesting in the world than the simple fact that our existence itself is an ongoing, live-action, choose-your-own-adventure story. And for me, it goes a little something like this. Each of us is a character in this mysterious dimension, in a universe that is incomprehensibly huge on one end, but also bizarrely microscopic on the other. Where natural laws make sense in some circumstances, but break down in others, and we don't know why. As far as we know, life exists only on this beautiful planet. It's us, together, struggling to survive, interacting with each other and other strange creatures, 
making choices every day and in every moment about who we are, who we want to be, and the type of world we will pass on to the next generation. If we don't destroy each other, our descendants are likely to be far more advanced compared to us than we are to chimpanzees because we're already beginning to merge with machines. But we may not get there. There may not be a future for our descendants because we can't seem to stop killing each other over ancient fears and beliefs about things like how we should live, who we should and shouldn't fuck, and what comes after our character leaves this arena. Is it game over? Or do we get to respawn a bunch of times? Nobody knows. There used to be nothing anywhere, but now somehow there's everything everywhere. We used to inhabit a vicious world where it was literally eat or be eaten by bigger, stronger, and faster creatures, and we only survived by working together. But now, many people are figuratively eaten by the stronger and faster among our own kind in a world we've created of ruthless competition. In the past, inexplicable natural disasters could strike at any moment but now they rarely even cross our minds. Celestial bodies aligned and we feared they were a bad omen from the gods. So we sacrificed innocent people's lives in an attempt to save our crops. But now we calculate the occurrence of these galactic events with precision and we marvel at how small we really are. And then one day, we decided to build spaceships that blast away from the planet using controlled explosions to go explore the closest heavenly bodies and to scare the other guys that we're at war with by showing them that our power is greater than theirs. Can we just hold on a moment here and ask like what the serious fuck is going on? Because I think all of this is insane. Like everything is an amazing miracle and we are incredible, but we're terrified of each other. And I think it's because we're terrified of ourselves. We're too afraid to look inside and see the true depth of our inner world because we fear the unknown and there is far too much of it in there for our comfort. Within each of our skulls, we somehow experience this non-physical mystical realm of the mind that's a reflection of the universe outside of us, both vast and immeasurable. And when we peer into that void, we're quickly met by this darkness that gazes back at us. And for most of us, it's a part that's been repressed and shunned for most of our lives. And it's furious at having been ignored for so long. It's a part of us that feels hurt and alone because we haven't communicated with it in such a long time. And so much of what's in our head to uncover has been purposefully locked away in our subconscious because we can't bear to look at it, because we don't want to experience any more pain. But holding it in doesn't make it go away. It just rots inside us like a wound that never heals properly until symptoms of the infection begin to emerge and tell us that we're in trouble if we leave it untreated. And what's happening inside of us is mirrored out into what's happening on the world stage. And remember, 
This is a story that we're embedded in. So the world is a stage. We're all writers and actors in the most epic theater production ever, where each of us plays the part of our own choosing. And do we really need any more symptoms showing up in our world to signal to us that we're collectively in trouble? We've created a world that is astoundingly beautiful in many ways, but dangerous warning signs from the fear and darkness we suppress are seeping out of us. And if we don't treat the infection at its core, it's going to kill us. Almost no one knows what to do about the extremely complicated stuff going on in our world because almost no one knows how to face these subconscious parts of ourselves that are the ultimate cause for it. We were never taught to see that these parts are even there, let alone how to deal with them. But shaman and wisdom teachers have been trying to teach us about these parts of ourselves for thousands of years. It's about time more of us start to pay attention. And I think that people are really genuinely ready and they're hungry to take on the responsibility of facing this so that we can live more authentic and purposeful lives. If we're going to solve the monumental challenges that we're up against, we need wise leadership now more than ever before. I know that I have the capabilities to fulfill that role in my own ways and that we all need you to help fulfill that role in ways that only you can. But we have to step our game up. As individuals and as a species, we've been acting like scared children since the dawn of civilization. And there's nothing inherently wrong with that. We just haven't known any better. The natural world was crazy and violent, and it fucked our brains up in ways that were necessary for us to survive back then. And the ways that we've been living and behaving for the past 10,000 years have served us quite well, but they're not serving us anymore. So we need to shift our perspective on what matters most going forward. We need to take a look at our lives, at what we're doing to ourselves and to each other and to the planet, and we need to grow the fuck up. I believe that the future has the potential to be beautiful beyond our wildest imaginations, much more than it has the potential to be a dystopian nightmare. But the only thing that's standing in between those two potential realities is me and you and the choices we make in each and every moment that bring us closer to one or the other. Our decisions can continue to keep us separate and competing with each other for scarce resources in an uncertain world, or we can choose to work together to see the reality of how interconnected and interdependent we are and to create a world of freedom and abundance the likes of which have never been seen before. We have the ability to choose to do this, to be courageous in the face of our fears and to integrate all parts of ourselves, including our darkness, into being whole again. And I believe that the future is looking bright as fuck if we choose to do this. So let's choose wisely. And if you support me in this, I promise to support you in every way that I can for us to level up together. Because I'm going all the way up 
and I'm planning on taking as many people as possible with me. So with love and mad respect for you being here, thank you so much. Let me know what you think. I have a shitload of stuff planned. I am creating stuff like crazy. I'm so excited to share it with you. And I'm so, so happy to be going on this journey with you. So I'll talk to you sometime soon. Peace out, motherfuckers.